Guess who? And guess what? Footy Prime is launching a gin, and we're having a party to celebrate. Thursday, June 6th, join the whole FB crew for Footy Prime's one-night stand at Nickel Nine Distillery in Toronto. Come celebrate Footy Prime's one-ball gin with Nickel Nine Distillery mixologists on hand, Charmin's proper pies, meet-and-greet and photo ops with your favorite primers, and a live Atska's Almost Anything podcast. Footy Prime's one-night stand, June 6th at 7 p.m. till when we kick you out. Tickets at eventbrite.ca. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Coming up on HGTV Canada, it's Footy Prime the Podcast. James will show us how to retread some stairs. Craig will show us what not to do when pouring concrete into your friend's backyard. And Brendan will show us how to get the most use out of a mirror. All this plus the painting corner with Dan Wong, right here on Footy Prime the Podcast, followed by Flip or Flop, right here on HGTV Canada. You know, I don't know where Brendan is right now, but I can guarantee you wherever he is, he is looking into a mirror. Uh, thanks, JC. Great opening once again. Um, hilarious. Didn't mention Jimmy Brennan. Jimmy's back on the show by the demand today. Uh, I still don't we'll get have a some more. What's that? I still don't get a mention. I know. You've got to earn it, Jimmy. You've got to earn it. Come on, Dan. Yeah, more, more than two appearances. Yeah, we're surprised you showed up even tonight. We're kind of, it was 50 50. Oh, People enjoyed it a lot. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy thinks it's automatic that he gets an opening. Wait, till, we have to hear him sing footy picks first. Till yeah, he, that's till right. He earns his spot. It's one of those initiation. We better sing some uh, footy picks. What do I have to do? Today. I've got to sing. Yeah, see, he, he doesn't know he's talking. We got to sing them out. Yeah, you got to memorize the lyrics first, right? Pretty, uh, yeah, footy picks, footy picks, yeah. it's footy picks and footy prime. Dick has got a really good voice too, so you got to... Oh, must, must be a real good laugh, fellas, eh? Oh, yeah. let me tell you. Oh. Yep, it's a, it's a side splitter, that's for sure. Like most okay. things on this podcast. So no B, but Jimmy's back because you demanded him back. And later on today, we'll have some more story time with Jimmy because the fans insist they want to hear it. Um, I promise you one thing, there'll be no cats harmed in this recording. We are all big fans of cats. On this podcast, generally, I've got a cat. Craig's got two cats, right? I don't I, like I, cats. I got two and a half. She's she, one is massive, massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a big Jimmy, fan of cats. I'm not a fan of cats. I like dogs. You can like both, you know. It's not mutually exclusive. I don't like cats. I don't trust them. They're very sneaky. They are sneaky. Well, no, you don't like cats either. All the no, I'm not a big cat person. 
Why? They're all it, they're all they sneakiness. Why? Because they're they just rub up against you, and there's no no camaraderie. It's not like a dag. Dags are awesome. I think rubbing up is camaraderie in itself. There's Craig's fat cat. That's a fat cat. Look at that thing. (laughs) What do you feed that thing? Every picture of this, I'll post it, okay? Because that's a fun. One second. Look at the size of it. Oh, yeah. It's. All right. All right. Uh, There we go. And smile, kitty cat. Oh, that's freaking video. Does it walk? There you go, go. All right. I got to right. put her down. She's, she's getting heavy. Got it. All right. There we go. You'll she's, soon see a picture she's of She's eating person. Craig's food. Craig keeps leave, uh, losing weight. And hungry man, hungry man meals weight. are being eaten by the cat. <laughs> but all joking aside, you know, we mentioned the West Ham defender is in a whole a lot of trouble. Um, from the Toronto, the Toronto, the Sun, the Sun, publishing videos of him kicking his cat and slapping his cat and yelling at his cat because the cat broke a vase or or did something bad in his house and he's now being fined two hundred fifty thousand pounds by his club. Adidas have dropped him. Um, Vitality, who sponsored the club, have now suspended their sponsorship of West Ham United because they played him. They played Zuma in the last game, despite the fact that he, he's a uh, Courted this this controversy. Um, I don't, it's a horrible video. I get it. We don't condone any animal abuse at all. Um, but is there a danger of this going a little bit too far? Well, there's a lot of layers to it, um, for sure. Right away, don't fuck with animals, period. <laughs> You can kick fucking humans all over the place, but don't do it to animals. We know that. Forget about abuses of animals. Adidas, they're quite happy to go to Qatar, aren't they? <laughs> right? That's a very good point. You know what I mean? You got to be, be careful who we're throwing things around with. West Ham, poor decision. Poor decision to play him. I mean, they, they, dropped, down a they, bit. they dropped Lukaku because he said something Against the club, or you know, yeah, the club gets dropped because he's, he's, he's yeah, yeah, he's suggesting you know, well, Bobby Yang, he shows up club. late in training, he gets dropped. You know, there's a lot of layers to this, it really well, is. No, no, we haven't mentioned this layer. The brother was the one who videotaped it, his brother. He's How did that get out? It. He posted it, like, well, that's I, I know he posted it, but what wouldn't you punch your brother in the head? I think he's homeless. Yes. Yeah, I think he would. It's a diff- look. It's a difficult one too. Um, you know, I don't condone it at all. Like you, there's, you're right. Like you, you can't do what you did. Now with West Ham, they played him. I know you said terrible decision for him to play. But if you're the manager and you need to win games, what do you do? And when he came out and he goes, he's the best player. But he's one of the top players. I've got to play this guy because we need results. Well, would you would you play him or would you say well, not? Well, or Jimmy, I think you have to go beyond that to a point where it's like, what are they talking about before the game? Because aren't they expecting a backlash that's way worse than three points? I think they are. I think I think they did. They misjudge. I mean, they go and find him what the next day. So obviously yeah. they. So they're fine. Know, they maximum two weeks guys. wages under the club rules unless they approach the uh, PFA or whatever in the FA. So, 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I, I don't want to make light of it. My my point is just that. Okay, the cat isn't injured or it's not dead. It was stupid and it it's not the way you treat an animal. I get that, but kicked it and hoofed it. You know, over the garden. You can't fence. go there, Charm. I, I know. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Listen, I'm an animal lover. I've got animals. Freaking, you see my house? Jesus Christ! I, I wouldn't I touch know. animal the way he t- touched that cat. But we're going to hang the people and demand that he does jail time and and lose his livelihood. I think we've got to take a bit of a grip sometimes. Say he fucked up. Yes, absolutely, he fucked up. Let's punish him to a certain degree. But this thing's going to snowball. Yeah, he's going to be. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that let's get, get him. Job. Let's get him in. Get him in therapy. Let's you know put him in that and sort of. You know, deal with it some way like that without having yeah. uh, to drag him over the coals as well. But, I mean, you can't defend it at all. And I think with the French government, I was reading the penal code there and <laughs> section 113 slash 6, I think is uh, French, <laughs> French people. <laughs> no, I think it's right. 113 slash 6. Open that up there. French penal code. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> they can be uh, charged with criminal acts at home. So he has that potential as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be devastating for him and and everything else too, and and just the whole club situation. But we can't defend it one iota. But when we do start throwing stones around, you got to be careful in glass houses. I tell you what, I mean, oof, we yeah. got Olympic Games in China, World Cup in Qatar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sponsored by China. It's it's a tough Everybody. one. But the bottom line is, he's an idiot. His brother's an idiot. And you know, yeah, I all idiots. I mean, that's gonna, the thing. Yeah. Right? Pay the price. You learn from it. Put, mm-hmm. Tell your yeah. brother put his phone in his pocket, and then don't have an animal. You're golden. Kirsty yeah. Al, Kirsty uh, Gallagher, you know, uh, on air personality. You might, you guys know, over in the UK. I guess uh, she's going crazy, and uh, rightly so. But they're also talking about her drunk driving charge, going to pick up the kids, and. <laughs> you're so careful, haven't you? You've got, you've got to be really careful, right? Right. Somebody's going to bring Giggsy on next to get his his opinion. Oh, I know. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the whole. Remember when when Rooney got um, the video of him and uh, oh, I forget who it was now in, in the boxing in the kitchen. We discussed it before on this show, right? And Whoa, Rooney gets yeah, death. Um, and, and someone posted it, right? His buddy Bar- posted Barsley. it. Barsley. It was his good there, didn't he? Oh, oh. What a shot he did. Just potatoes. But someone posted great, that, right? Great Virginia And, and, now, and Rooney's, Rooney's yeah. still, you know, feeling, you know, the, some embarrassment for that. Rooney's back in the news this week, by the way, doing a great job at Derby County, right? A fantastic dark job. Um, I think they're four points now from safety. Four points. They, they start the campaign with the, the ban and the punishment. 20 points. Handicapped. 20 points. He's done a great job there. But it's Amazing. come out. There, there's an Amazon documentary, which I can't wait to see, about life with the Rooneys, Wayne and Colleen. And he admits that back in 2006, he was uh, with United playing Chelsea. Chelsea were going to clinch the title with, a, I think, a point in that match. And he decided to wear longer cleats, studs than usual, so he can hurt someone. And he admits to it, right? And he actually, he did end up hurting John Terry, who missed a couple of games, but he was fine. Um, but now the FA is actually investigating it and looking into it. Um, is that okay? I mean, is this, being, is this another um, occasion of... Same being blown way out of proportion and like it happened a long time ago. No one was hurt and the studs were illegal. Well, I think the case is that he's still well and truly in the football public eye and it garnishes attention 
Vinnie Jones wrote a book, remember back in the day about was the something the arts of thoughts. Yeah. Art, right. So and and he got punished for that too. So it's just that it's just one of those comments you really shouldn't uh, be coming out with, especially when you're a manager of a club like Derby and you're in that at public eye. Um yeah, I know what he's talking about. I think I think look, it's it's where we are today in in, a, in this society. You cannot say things like you used to be able to say 15, 20 years ago, right? Yeah, but I don't think you could even say that because Vinnie Jones got can like they cannot have players going around going, yeah, I'm wearing the longest studs because I'm actually trying to hurt somebody. Yeah, but like he said every that. every every footballer knew that you'd have your studs <laughs> if, you put, if you put new studs in. You were in the tunnel. You were rubbing them against the concrete, trying to get them a little bit sharp because you knew when that 50-50 came, you're going through somebody. Either you're getting it or somebody else is getting it. And my shins are beat up from these guys wearing these long studs, sharpening them before games, and then going through me. Everybody did it. You just can't say it, especially when you're in his position. Yeah. So you know what they're going to do? They're not going to do much about it. They're going to probably just say, you know, watch your way you're – what you're talking about, and, but there's absolutely yeah. times where there's players, Jimmy, you know that you played against that you're going to leave a little extra on. You're not going to put the long studs in, but you're going to try try to go through them after the, you take the ball out. We know how that works. Are they yeah. still doing it, Jimmy? Are they still doing it, or is it just a thing that's kind of no, no, out they, of the game? I mean, especially today, they, they all wear molds now. Mm-hmm. Um, over here, anyways, but. Over in the UK, because of the pitches, you know, you used to, you, you would have the long studs in the back and then you'd go with the mediums up top, depending on what the pitch was like. Yeah. And they were metal and they hurt like hell. Believe me, when someone went through you, what a, oh, and there was a number of times. It's like everybody, there's guys that you play against that you just don't like. And you're like, you know, if I get an opportunity here, I'm going to, I'm going to go through. Name, name someone, Jimmy, who was someone that you, you were, Put special studs in. Be careful, Jimmy. Be careful. Don't let these guys. Don't let those guys drag you into it. I'm going to be on the. I'm going to be with Rooney on that block. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Say, is it Lennon Donovan? (laughs) Want a a name, really? But we're working that. We'll we'll loosen up, Jimmy. But what was your preferred played? I'd wear long, long in the back, because you only had six, James. You only had six. So I would go long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would have. Two mediums in the middle, and then I might go small up top, depending what the pitch was like. Are you yeah. Craig? For I was the same. I mean, we I would go long most of the time because I couldn't afford to slip. Yeah, and even on some, I mean, the pitches were some of them were just atrocious, right? Yeah. So you got soft parts, hard parts come off the field, and even as a goalkeeper, your feet hurt. You know? Yeah. But it's hard. Did you 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 ever get your spikes stuck? Like trying to move and your spikes got stuck? Well, that's it too. That's a really really good question. And actually, yes, they do. And most of the time when you're thinking about that sort of thing is when you've got a shot from close range, you've set, you're planted and it's coming into your feet. And you're trying to get your feet out of the ground and get your studs out of the ground to try to save the ball with your feet. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's been caught more than once or twice in my career. But yeah, that this, is this Rooney match. match is the, this Rooney match is the one where he uh, he did his metatarsal and almost missed the World Cup in this match, partly because he had different studs he, he's not used to to wearing, and his foot got caught, and he did his uh, metatarsal. So yeah, that they can. 
How many uh, boots would you get through in a, in a season, Jimmy? i go through probably maybe three pairs throughout the season. Three pairs. Craig? Yeah. Not, not as many as you think because you get, you get, yeah. they, they, they're pretty, you got your match ones too, and they're going to last easily, okay. really, all season. I mean, not yeah. really an mm-hmm. issue, I- issue there. Jimmy's is uh, left foot one is going to wear out his right one for standing on. That one's fine. <laughs> that, my, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not being funny, but my right one, you could probably put it back into a sports shop and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> the left one was mangled. It was beat up. But the only, the only, the only time that I really kind of had to go through boots was if, if it was leather. It was the kangaroo leather because the more that you wore it, it started stretching even more. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Then you'd have to get rid of your boots because once yeah. they started stretching and that was it, it was finished because it was too loose. And did you buy your? Did you like them uh, really tight, Jimmy? To start with, I Did love like- them. I love them really, really tight. Yeah, that's why my yeah. feet are all messed up. That's why when I go to the beach now, I, I bury my toes in the sand. <laughs> so your, your toes like, like mangled with squashed <laughs> in the front of the boots. Oh yeah, my foot my foot size has gone up a whole size since I retired. <laughs> your yeah. feet just gone. Oh. oh, hello. Yeah, this is hello. Hello, world. So why is that? Is, this, is that for touch? You get touch with the ball. It's, it's better in a tight fitting boot. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it because I could ping it better. You know, and I had a better control, better touch when it was nice and tight. Yeah. It was too loose. I couldn't feel. No slip. There's no slip in it. Yeah. It explains yeah. Why, why I'm so shit. I was at big boots, you know, and I'm like just like a clown out there, you know, I miss kicking the ball all the time. Maybe I need oh, to you got like boots. the Ronald, Ronald McDonald's or the <laughs> Alibaba's. Alibaba's boots edition. The curly ones. Why every time I kick the ball, it hits the ceiling? Why? <laughs> Can't imagine why. <laughs> um, do you guys, you know, equip? I know there's less in football, obviously, than other sports, right? Which you, yeah, was tradition you had for years and years, whether shin pads or or anything at all. That yeah, yeah, this war for for a long, long time. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had had some that I wore for a long, long time. The ones actually that I like were <clears throat> the ones that you sort of hold up a little bit. But that was more so because I thought it gave me a little bit, little bit wider of a turn your leg, almost a little bit more like a pad, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're quite large, and they're sort of almost like a. A little bit like a hockey shin guard, uh, shin guard, you know, a little bit like that. That's mm-hmm. how they're made. So it gave you a little bit more width. And then they had some protection around the ankle. So you felt good in there as well. Not for the protection wise, but then just again, just feeling, you know, bigger. Like a warrior. Even, like a warrior. You're right, Jimmy. Even though you looked nothing like it, but you felt like one. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I wore kids' shin pads, the little ones. Whole, your whole career? Yeah. Really, really, really small. Just well, basically, Jimmy. The only reason why he's doing that, tell me if I'm wrong, is because you had to wear something; otherwise, you wouldn't wear any. Mm. Yeah, you have to wear them; otherwise, you're right. I wouldn't have wore shin pads. Do you remember Stuart? Well, no wonder your shins are beaten up. No wonder you got bad. It's not because people are being. I, you know, I couldn't play. Like if I wore, you know, forced warrior shin pads, yeah. I wouldn't be able to. It'd be terrible for me running around, and, and there's no way I could you could play with it. So yeah, I, no. I wear the smallest one. And most most pros wear tiny, tiny shin pads. Yeah, they don't wear the big shin pads, and they Stuart, don't wear. Stuart Pierce's were like, they were like that. You actually cut them, and just enough so they they 
Yeah, they're yeah. They're shin you guards. Throw, you trim did them did you guys ever wear cups? No. No one wears cups, right? No. Jock no, straps. No, 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 no. Do people wear jock straps with cups or anything like that? What the no. hell? What? Yeah, I know. I don't know. I've never. I, I did. I, think? I I just didn't. It gets You're gonna run so, around with kids with a big jock strap. Why? Geez, they, they, they wear jock straps in baseball. Jimmy had enough sweat rashes to have to have the jock strap as well. Yeah. You know. No, you know what? Those sweat never, rashes. I'm sure. Never wore. Never wore uh, a jock or a jock strap. I wore briefs, like right. little, little more underwear. Just keep the package nice and tight. Yeah. And I could do my thing. Well, normally, yeah. I'm, normally, I'm commando all the time, so it was uncomfortable for me wearing. wearing and, and in baseball, Wonga, you got you got a piece of a wound leather being delivered at 100 miles an hour towards your midsection. Of course, I you're just, wearing a freaking. Cup. I just think that someone might kick you in the nuts. That's all. Just stop. Someone might kick you in the nuts once or twice. Once or twice. Like one time, really good, <laughs> where I felt sick and I thought, yeah, they were coming up, but. There is a key where I can't remember. Was it Harper up in Newcastle? I can't remember. He had his, uh, <clears throat> his scrotum basically ripped off. Oh. And he was out for a year. It took a really ton of time to heal. Steve, yeah, Steve they, Harper. Well, yeah. I thought it was. i got to figure it out. I've told Google, you. The- if Google scrotum... Exitory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I think I mentioned the Buck Shelford testicle story here, right? The uh, New Zealand All Black. I'm sure I have on this podcast. When he, uh, I'm pretty sure. So Buck Shelford was a famous uh, back rower for the All Blacks in the 80s. And uh, in a ruck, actually in Morlath, and in ruck, and he got stamped on, right? And back in the shower, he's having a half time that he cleaned up. And he, Buck, what's that? And his ball is hanging outside his sack. It's been a oh. huge six-inch, not six-inch, <laughs> he wishes, three-inch gash in his scrotum. Oh. And, and the testicles come out. And he, so he said to the trainer, hey, so-and-so, stitch me back up, plopped it back inside, I'm not having him up, and he went, out back, went back out there. <laughs> How could you not know that your ball yeah. is hanging out of your sight? Ask Buck Shelford. He was tough. I'm not having that some guy went back and played with a ball. Google Buck Shelford. Craig, right now, Google Buck Shelford testicle. Google it, because I don't know about that one. I swear to God, all right, I'll I'll do it for you. You take a little tap in your sack, and you're on on your knees. He also sounds like like a uh, character from Star Wars, Buck Shelford. Is that his real name? Yeah. He's from the Jetsons. All right, here we go. I, I Googled it, right? Hey, I Googled it. Um, and the first thing comes up, his scrotum burst open, and he still refused to leave the field. Is there a picture of his balls? Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to see a picture because I'm not. I'm not touching they images. They can say whatever they like. I am not touching images on this this description. Another oh, one is, really? is is Wayne Shelford. Buck Shelford is known as Wayne. Is Wayne Shelford the hardest man to play rugby? He would be. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would say so. But I bet he wasn't hard for a long time after that. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Okay, let me uh, read. Uh, I'll quote it here when I find it. I love it. All right. Uh, he takes a Viagra yeah, now. So it, it's very morbid, very quiet. Here, here's the um, okay. So here's the actual story. Okay, from his mouth. Rest. I stood up and put my strides down, and one of the guys from across the room said, "Hey, holy shit! Look at that!" And one of my testicles had been ripped out of the scrotum, and it was hanging between my legs. I went upstairs into a medical room and had it titled 
tidied up and put back together. Do happen, and you just got to play on. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, Arms. These those rugby guys, they're they're tough men. And I'll never forget, Level. as footballers, we go out you know, on the town and we're out there and we're all dressed up, looking the part, sharp. And every time you were in a pub, if the rugby guys came in, you were going out the, the back door because they would come in there and terrorize that place. <laughs> they would drink for fun. The fights that they would have, it was mental. They're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and they're big, big men. They're big boys. There's a real brotherhood there as well, right? Oh, like, it's it really is one for all. No matter what the one does, they're they're all, all the there violence to back is up. on the field and in the crowd. They're all all private school educated. They're and all and private school educated. educated. They're just, just like sharks. They're, they're just not savages. That's all. Jesus and Christ! Football, football, I'll tell you a story. They don't, they don't fight on the field. They fight in the stands. Yeah. I'll tell you a story, right? So I, I <laughs> this is a funny one. All right, it's about this rugby. Is, so story time with Jimmy. Yeah, no, I got plenty more. So I go into in high school, right? I walk into into my science class, and the teacher calls me up and says, "Hey, Jimmy, he goes come to the front." So I go to the front. He goes, "Hey, listen, I know you, you you're you're a bit of an athlete. You play basketball and you play soccer and you're playing hockey." I said, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "I, I love sports." He goes, "Have you ever played rugby?" I went, "No, sir, I haven't." He goes, "I tell you what, I'll give you an A if you play rugby." I went, "Sign me up and tell me what I've got to do." <laughs> right? So I go sit down. Four guys in my class, all the athletes, are getting called up. And I'm going to forget this guy, Jim Basil, big monster, right? He sits down beside me and said, Jim, did you get the A? He goes, I got the A, man. He goes, I'll see you, to- he goes, I'll see you tonight at practice. <laughs> we get out to the field, right? And we got this teacher who's taken all the best athletes in the school, right? And we're playing rugby. We won provincials, by the way. We're, we're out in this field. I'm playing fullback. Okay, our first game was against this, a bit of a you know a school just down the street, not far. And I'll never forget it. I catch the ball, okay, and this young guy, he's fly half, he starts coming right at me. And so I'm going like this, not a problem, the little man, and I'm just gonna put the arm out, see you later, son. Off I go, I'm gonna go for a good little run here. Cause I was quick at the time if you asked Forrest. Do you remember that? Oh, so, you were you were. So I catch the ball, he starts Coming at me, I could see in his face, he just wants to lay me out. I'm going, little man, relax. I can feel this one coming. I'm going to bump him off. This guy hit me so hard, I was knocked out for about three minutes. <laughs> out cold. The guy laid me out. And all I remember is the teacher was pouring a bucket of ice on my face. And I was in What happened? What happened, sir? He goes, you just got laid out by the smallest guy in the pitch. <laughs> was it worth the eight? first rugby game. It was worth the A though, right? It wouldn't have been Charms. He would have been on the. Uh, he'd been on your team. Yeah, exactly. It's I got my greatest sport in the world. I tell you, I love it. It's the greatest sport. I do miss playing rugby. There's no oh, doubt. It's, it's fantastic. Hockey, loved it. Who's? Well, I mean, in fairness, the other football team, football, they're tough buggers as well, right? Hockey players are tough as well. You know, soccer players, joking aside, are, are tough as well. You got to be tough to a certain degree. What is the toughest sport? Do you think? Oh, have I you, have, I, I'd, played, I'd have to say rugby. Yeah, I'll tell you why. MMA. There are but, football players that uh, some cornerbacks are just cover guys. They don't ta- They don't want to tackle. All they want to do is knock the ball down. And you can you can be on like Deion Sanders, yeah. tough guy, but he was one of those guys who he wasn't the greatest tackler, but he was so fast yeah. and so skilled. And you know you can find, and I'm sure. There's all these guys. I mean, 
Ronaldo isn't going to be considered one of the toughest guys. He doesn't get into the scrum, you know, like he kind of cherry picks the whole time. Don't, don't say that to, to Brendan Dunlop, but he's cherry picking, especially the last four or five years, right? Yeah. You know, for, for me, it's rugby simply because it's, it's that continuous. You're playing for 80 minutes continuously with half time aside. Um, and no matter where you play in the field, you're doing it, you're hitting, you're carrying the ball, you're in rucks, you're in malls, you know, you have your backs and your forwards, but it's, it's continuous. It's, you know, and, and I tell you, hitting someone, getting back up, running to the breakdown, hitting someone, getting up can, it is exhausting. And that's why I respect the top guys so much, you know. Um, it's, it's a great sport. I, I just love it. But there is I an love ivory, it. I love there's it. an ivory coast. World for it. What a game. There's an ivory coast goalkeeper lost both his nuts in 2005 in a collision. Lost both of them? Yeah. Where the hell did that just come from? Talking about rugby. <laughs> and you're talking about someone's sack. He's one well, up Craig. Well, that question was asked. And then David Seaman also recalls was uh, going over a story uh, that he uh, had a puncture. He had a bull puncture. <laughs> Agonizing puncture. <sighs> Go back to the Ivory Coast. How can you lose both balls in one, one collision on the field? Well, gonna, how, do you lo- how do you lose both balls? Both of them, yeah. Like how? I, I wasn't there. You tell the story. I'll tell you, okay, so David Seaman, you remember Lee Chapman, the big, big blog? I actually played with him. He was Ipswich uh, well after his yeah. days with Leeds United, Leeds Chelsea, well. Chelsea yeah. that's right. Uh, he's married to the uh, famous, uh, or somewhat famous, not too famous, but I don't know her name, but in England. Uh, so Chapman punctured David Seaman's scrotum. Eye-watering injury. Gordon Strachan called him a Southern softy. (laughs) 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 That's about right. No, no. That's about right. Coming from uh, a Scotsman. (laughs) Just just keep keep looking up this. I'm still stuck in this Ivory Coast goalkeeper. Was it it a a collision in the car? I could see that, but actually on the pitch? No, no, it 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 was on the pitch. I mean, how unfortunate are you to lose them both? I can't. Yeah, I can see. Okay, in football, one in your football, with, with the helmets being hard, you know, and there's the padding. I could potentially see some freak accident where a, pe- a pad was poking out under the shirt mm. and, and scythed off. I guess I, I I can't imagine it happening, but I suppose. I, but in, in football, maybe long studs. Someone has some really long studs, and we're sharpening like Jimmy used to before the game, on the, and you know, it was like a prison shiv. On his foot, and that just sliced off the the balls. Maybe that's what it was. That's that's the worst part. Yeah, for a goalkeeper, it would be the studs coming in. Craig, find a picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. He is trying. <laughs> it's amazing what you come over, eh? Like I just put goalkeeper scrotum right into the search engine, and, and you get kind of some interesting things: waxing your balls, male <laughs> sexual anatomy. Jesus, that's I just want a goalkeeper. This is Wednesday podcast, Jimmy. Welcome. <laughs> this is what we're, we're trying to find this goalkeeper's bollocks. Is that what we're trying to do right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Where are they right now? Are they were they reattached? Well, that was forced. Okay. Didn't no, that's that's right. Right. We're over the 
I'm going to let you know. Searching. Meanwhile, um, Jack Grealish, Reb Morris, Carl Walker were, were busted by the media. They went out on the town on their day off. And it's blown into something because Jack Grealish was apparently drunk. <gasps> God oh, forbid. So what? When asked, Pep Guardiola says, they will be fined because they didn't invite me. That's a great response, Pep. I love that. I that This stuff pisses me off. The, the, the media is just snitches at this point. Why is that even a news story? Why are we even talking about it? We Jimmy, why? About it. Listen, they're top of the table. What are they, 12 points clear? Yeah, whatever Sitting at the top of the table. One of the best teams in Europe. And the guys have gone out for a night out. And the media's trying to get at them now. And, yeah, and, and we're, in, we're ending a pandemic. Like they've been holed up. So, yeah. I mean, some camaraderie. No wonder Pep is like, of course, I want to be there with them. You're totally right, Dan. And that's yeah. what it is. It's the guys going out. They're enjoying themselves. You need that time as a team to go out and just get away from everything. Get away from football. Get away from the family. Just be with the guys. Have a few beers. Let the hair down. You need those moments. You have to have it as a team. That's why Pep doesn't give a damn about it because he knows it's good. It's actually a good thing. As long as they don't get into criminal activities or anything like that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's actually a good, you think, I'd be wondering who isn't there. Right? Mm. Well, that's a good question. Look that one up. <laughs> <laughs> but there's I'm always still some on this You're still on the ball. I make a big deal out yeah. of it. Yeah, it's for say so, Jimmy when you're the coach, you know, you what? Charms, you you know the English media. They're no, no, they're, hard, they're horrendous. Yeah, why not? They're why not? they're hard, man. They're constantly on you all the time. Could you, you know, go out, Jimmy? When you guys were playing well, could you go out without being bothered? No. No, there's always people that knew who you were and you're always gonna get a couple of guys that come test the waters and they you know, they'll start saying things to you to provoke you and make you do something stupid so that they can go to the media and come after you, sue you, do whatever they got to do. So you, you always have to be careful when you went out. Did you ever get, did you ever get close to in trouble? Did you get ever get in trouble? <laughs> yes, I did many times. Okay. Give me, give me your trouble. <laughs> give me your trouble. Um, well, when I was younger, I was at Bristol city. Um, I had this guy that was bothering me a little bit and I more or less told him to go fuck himself. And I took a headbutt right off the nose. <laughs> Smashed my nose like you wouldn't believe. So that that didn't go down too well when I went to training the next morning. Because you were you not supposed eyes. to be out? Were you supposed to be like? Was it two things? You got in a fight and you were out, or was it? Yeah. Just- so because I was at Bristol Bristol City and Bristol Rovers, they hate each other. So the Bristol Bristol Rover fans, you saw if they saw you out, they would just wind you up, and it'd be like the Bristol. Rover players, if they were out, the Bristol City fans used to wind them up. Mm. And this guy just kept on going and going and going, and and that was it. Was that your worst fan experience, Jimmy? Is that my worst one? Mm-hmm. Like with a fan, like just some experience with a fan, negative uh, experience. Yeah, that that one hurt a little bit, James. I can I imagine. Know. Yeah, not no, much that, fun. That one hurt when my nose was splattered across my face. But did you get any shots I, in? I didn't. Oh yeah, I got a couple in. I didn't go down though, James. I did part. I think I didn't go down. I, I hit the bar and I was stuck against it. <laughs> <laughs> you're bent. Yeah, you're bent. Well, you tried to go down. down. 
<laughs> okay, I've got an update on the Ivory Coast goalkeeper, okay? Ooh. <laughs> Here we go. John Tizzy, 2005, became the first footballer who suffered this horrific injury of his testicles while playing in the Tunisian League. He lost a testicle after the collision Niger- with a Nigerian striker in the league that ended goalless, just in case you wonder. <laughs> <laughs> And ballers. And, and ballers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So both players are actually in a collision or uh, rushed to hospital. One worse than the other. Um, he had to go undergo two surgeries in a couple of days. Um, he was lucky actually to survive and was thankful that he's alive. Wow. Yeah. But he lost both of them. Yeah, I thought I would die. It was a miracle. Craig, Craig, you should track him down, and you should get his other ball. So you got a replacement, so you're even. Because well, you he's keep got, walking yeah. in circles. By all accounts, I got that wrong. One's impotent, and the other one's gone. So I guess he's... Oh, okay. He's just not having kids. He's not having kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah but that's, I mean, and the shaft is okay? Nothing mentioned about the shaft. <laughs> just the balls. Yeah. Okay. I wonder how that worked. But that hurts too, eh? Well, if you it look must ball, have been like a slide. Do you rather lose your shaft and keep your balls, or lose your balls and keep your shaft? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, without without, it's like kind of kind of they're kind of useless without each other, aren't they? Yeah, they work as a team. They go hand to hand, don't they? Well, yeah, you, you, yeah. You, I'd it rather must lose a slide tackle though, right? You would think coming right underneath, you would think and just like for sure. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Actually, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm also amazed in hockey that there's not more blade injuries, mm. you know, just in general, right? I mean, these are freaking shots whipping around the ice at ridiculous speeds. Ten it's guys always the ice a one freak time. accident, too, isn't it? When, yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Clint Clint Malarchuk. Clint Malarchuk. That's right. Yeah. That was scary. That's when, that's when we all had to start wearing the, the neck guards when we played hockey. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's when then there's a uh, recent one where somebody just accident took a hit and – the player was going down, and a skate came up and hit him in the face. Was that Taylor Hall? Was that Taylor Hall? I think it might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Wasn't that Taylor Hall that took this skate? I think Maybe, it was. Yeah, yeah. some guys that had their Achilles. Um, That's right. That happened right. recently. That was a freak. Last accident. couple of years, who was that? Someone, oh. It wasn't. Uh, uh, who the hell was it? Superstar. Jesus, it will come anyway. Yeah. yeah. Still, I think I'd rather have my Achilles than my balls. From the choice? <laughs> well, no, How because I've got three kids now. I don't really need my balls. That's true. Not anymore. No, I don't need There's so. other ways to get. There's other ways to, to deal yeah, with that. Take them, take them, do whatever you like with them. I'll keep my Achilles. <laughs> hey, back to the whole uh, back to the whole going out issue and Rooney as well. See, I think it's last week this story broke about Rooney. It's in this same documentary, actually. Um, he talks about when he was much younger. Younger, I think up and use booze and go on these two day booze binges by himself and it locks up in a room, kind of Howard Hughes type stuff to deal with the pressures. And you know, Rooney was criticized so, so vehemently by the media and by the fans when he was very, very young. But, but Craig, it's sad as hell, isn't it? You know, when you look back on this career and what a great career it was, mm-hmm. but behind the scenes, man, he was having a real difficult time. Yeah, nobody really knows what somebody's dealing with, and uh, that was that wasn't uncommon. There was a lot of drinking, 
going on, especially back in the day and binge drinking at that. And I think it was an escape for the players just to get away from the pressures that they're dealing with. Um, and it became, it became a problem, becomes a problem later on too, because alcoholism is uh, something that is certainly, uh, a problem within uh, retired footballers too. Hey, Jimmy, when you came to TFC, so that's 07, right? You're leaving English football and that, that culture for the first time. You came yeah. to Toronto FC and LS. Was that a big adjustment for you? How that culture just wasn't the same or, or was it the same back in those days? Um, no, it wasn't. It, it really wasn't too, too bad. Um, you know, we used to get together and you, you have your, your, your nights out. Um, just like every team does, whether it's here or back in England. Um, but no, like the, the culture is completely different, right? Here, here it was a kind of, you know, you're starting from scratch and you're trying to find an identity and, you know, guys, guys would get together and, you know, they might, you know, I was captain at the time. So they'd all come over to my house. We'd hang out, barbecue, have a couple of beers and relax. But, um, it, it wasn't crazy. Nothing like the culture was over in the UK. Um, mm. you know, that, that was nuts. I remember when I first started, um, in the UK and, you know, you'd finish a game and you'd be taking the bus back and the gaffer would be going, right, let's stop at the off license and we're going to go to the chippy. So you'd have half the team go to the chippy, get all the, you know, the, the battered sausage and chips and chicken and chips and yeah. fish and chips. And then the other half are in the off license grabbing beers and you get back on the bus and everybody's having a bite to eat. Yeah. And nothing was, like uh, Nathan. Nothing like getting some good nutrition in the body right after the game. They well, take you to a show you the sports science that we had. <laughs> they were just worried. They were just worried about how much it costs. It was like the cheapest meal. Oh yeah, well, they'd, or remember they used to go like to games as a, in a youth team, and they'd already they'd pre-order these fish and chips somewhere and wherever, and pick them up on the way home. Just massive amounts, and it was cheap and. And then, uh, yeah, I remember they used to load, they used to load uh, the bus up with beer and then it became illegal. Remember that? They brought in that you weren't allowed to because all these buses were, you know, offense driving up and down. These games were getting plastered and the yeah. bus drivers having all sorts of shit and issues and everything. So they just sort of banned it. So I know John Lyle was the first one who said, you know, no beer, no booze, no booze on the bus at all. And uh, the only time, well, the only time he allowed it is when we stayed up on the last game of the season. Um, and he, he said, we're up in Blackburn and he's like, yeah, let's stop at the off license, load up. And that was a, I don't remember, I don't remember getting home other than just, I do remember going into the stadium at Portman Road. We were so happy and hammered. Uh, <laughs> we took, we took some golf clubs and we started teeing balls up on the inside the 18 yard box and the, it was completely black and we would just smash <laughs> these golf balls here. I'm bouncing off the inside of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good time. Do you think the game's lost some of its, uh, I mean, a, a professional footballer today makes a lot more money, you know, even years ago, right? Mm. Especially 20 years ago, but it's not as much fun now, is it? If you remove the, mo- the money, probably, no, I, I would definitely say it probably is much fun. Uh, but they're under a lot more, uh, scrutiny. They're under the microscope more than ever. The social media thing is a, is another thing altogether that, uh, abuse can come at you, uh, even in your own home. So it's, uh, it's something else altogether. Okay. Let me, let me ask you something. Let's be realistic here. You're telling me you're making a hundred grand a week and you're not having fun. 
You crazy? You buy yourself. Funny. You do whatever you want, man. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different kind Come of fun. I didn't say it's not fun. Right. I didn't say it's not fun. But maybe yeah. it was more fun when when mm. there weren't you know cameras and phones and you know you could go out for a few beers and bevies with the well, we, with the boys. We Craig, when we went out, we had like twenty quid in your pocket. You're talking to me. I'm like, hey, I can get four pints today. <laughs> That's right. I me- remember when you were a youth player. I was on twenty five pounds a week. <laughs> exactly. And, and I was I, I put five in my pension, so that was twenty because I wasn't. Get- <laughs> I wasn't getting taxed on that vibe. I'm like, wow, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, everybody's going, how much do you have? Oh, I, there, I got six quid. That's three pints. I can get three pints. I'm only got. Everybody's pulling their money together. Do you find though? Do you find them when you when you tell people now that you know you're a former professional soccer player? Do you think are people looking at you as if you're making the money that guys are making nowadays, even though you played 10, 20 years ago? Uh, yeah, yeah. People in general. I, I think. I think yeah, so. General, but, yeah. Hey, it wasn't bad. Don't, don't go get me wrong. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was good at the time. Mm-hmm. Very good at the time. But you, you yeah, now numbers, like today's world's just stupid. At the top, it's stupid. Yeah. And yeah. the second division, the championship where uh, Richie Larez is, uh, you know, there's a lot of players making some big money in that. Everybody's searching for the dream. They're chasing the dream to get into the Premier League, right? So a lot of them uh, spend a lot of money. Yeah. Hey Wongam, you know we asked uh, last week what what league are we in? Are we a Champions League podcast? You know, I think more like given the money involved, we're like nationwide, nationwide North, conference. maybe. But give me conference. a team. Give me a team that's in the nationwide. Um, well, I was going to say like Boreham Wood, but they just they just beat um, Bournemouth, I, didn't I they? I know <laughs> Boreham Wood. Yeah, somebody in Kidderminster, weren't they Southern League? Yeah, one hundred thirteen places below. Where's Torquay um, now? Is Torquay down in the conference? West Ham. Where's Torquay? In, 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 I'll have a look. I remember playing Torquay. What a, what a great little spot Torquay it is. It was a great little spot. It's a, I have a little soft spot for Torquay. Torquay is a great well, spot. Down, the right? the uh, English Riviera, they call it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Palm trees and everything. Yes. Uh, Torquay, yes. you know what? They're in, the, they're in the National League. They're mid-table, National League. That's my team, man. You know that's what? They just beat Wrexham. Our boy uh, Ryan Reynolds this boy beat Wrexham uh, 1-0. Do you hear the latest news on uh, Wrexham and Reynolds? No. Uh, a year after he bought it, on the anniversary just a couple of days ago, I suppose, uh, they bought the ground back. Oh, wow. Great. So now the club is uh, actually owned. And, they're you know, it's right. They're saying, you know, it's uh, it's nice to own your own home. So good on them for doing that. They promised they would do it, and they came through. So that's, that's oh, a great that's story, yeah. Yeah, one of these days we'll get him on the show, right? One of these Yeah, days. I actually sent him another message, but... Uh, uh, I got another custard pie so far. Yeah. Well, he must be very busy, you know? Deadpool, for oh, Christ's sakes. He's, he's saving lives. Right? How many lives. messages have you sent him? Every day for the last year. Like, there's <laughs> got to be a point where you got to stop it. I just send him hearts all the time. Like, <laughs> I love you. Your movie. You just get better and better. Oh, Ryan, you're great. Hey, Ryan, what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing okay with our podcast. You want to come on? Please. Please. <laughs> Christ, want to buy us? It's time for a story, story time Ryan, with Jimmy. Just in peace. Yeah. Time for a what? Story time with Jimmy. Oh, Come on, Jimmy. We, we'll, we'll get some music for this. People love your stories last time out. So, so story time with Jimmy brought to you by Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Stacks, text him. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, all right. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny story. This was this was great because my mother was on a little bit earlier before we started the show. She came on and said hello. So I'm going to tell you a story that involves her. So my mother's a hairdresser, and she worked at uh, uh, an old age home, and she you know had her own salon that was there, and. I call up my brother Michael one day. My brother Michael's a massive Liverpool fan, like huge Liverpool fan. And Liverpool's playing in Champions League that day. And I call him up and said, hey, listen, why don't we go see Ma? We'll go take her out for lunch. We'll have a nice little lunch. She, she likes this little bar. It's called the Crow's Nest where she goes, gets her fish and chips, right? It's a lot of Scottish people in there. And then we'll take her back to work. And then we'll go watch the game, the Liverpool game. He goes, ah, great idea, great idea. So he goes, come pick me up and we'll go, we'll take her out for lunch. So I called my mother. I said, mom, we're coming to, coming to see you. We're going to take you out for lunch. She goes, no problem. Pick up my brother, get to her work. Okay. And as I go in, like you walk by the receptionist, I'm waving to everybody. And there's this big area that's quite open where everybody kind of mingles around, you know, that lunchtime where they come in, they eat, and they socialize. And then we go downstairs where my mother's salon is. Now, next to my mother's salon, is they've got a pool table, shuffleboard, all that kind of stuff going on, right? So I walk in and say, Ma, how are you? She said, good. She goes, I've got someone in a perm right now. She goes, I'm going to sort this out, and then we'll go for lunch. I said, no problem. I said, we'll go play pool. So I'm starting to play pool with my brother, Mike. And I'm looking at him, and I could see him starting to sweat a little bit, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, Mike, I said, you okay? He goes, fuck. He goes, I got, I got the cramp, man. I said, what do you mean you got the cramp? He goes, oh, like, you know when you you know when you got a shit and you get that little cramp, but then you've got, you know, about a minute or so, a minute and a half, and then the next cramp kind of comes and he goes, I'm I'm a bit off. I don't know what's going on. He goes, but I've got a shit. So I was like, okay, go then. So he walks over into the toilet. Now, keep in mind, right beside the pool table is the toilet. It's just drywall and framing. Okay. <laughs> you can hear everything that's going on. He gets in there, explosion. And I'm yelling, like, Mike, Jesus Christ, there's people all over the place here. Like, you know, we're playing pool. There's a shuffleboard going on. Like, people are playing cards. And and you could hear him in this toilet. I'm like, and I knock on the door. I'm like, Mike, come on, man. Run the water. Do something. So all of a, all of a sudden, I get back to the table. I'm shooting up. All I hear is, Fuck. <laughs> I go, Jesus Christ. And Mike, have you lost your mind? Toilet flushes. He comes out, okay, with his, with his pants under his arm, right? Black socks, shoes on, boxers soaking wet, right? I look at him and I'm going, what the fuck am I looking at right now? What has just happened here? So... As you can imagine, most toilets have a circular seat, okay? But there's the odd toilet that has the horseshoe seat, right? Now, when you sit yep. in the horseshoe seat, your willy doesn't get tucked under. So as he's in there, he's reading like a little magazine and killing a bit of time. He pisses all over his pants and briefs <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't realize what he's doing, right? So he's got his Liverpool jersey on, soaking wet boxers, pants under his arm. He comes out, he goes, I need to get the hell out of here now. I'm hysterical, right? I cannot stop laughing. I walk by, I'm like, Ma, we can't take you out for lunch. I got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> she looks at she's like, oh, my God, Michael, what's happening? What are you doing, son? I'm like, what? What are you doing? 
what are you doing? You can't even do this. My work's on. He's like, Mom, I'm so sorry. We walk upstairs. Everybody's eating. And there's this guy that's walking out, soaking wet boxers, just beelining out of this place. And everybody's going, oh, my God, look at this guy. He's got soaking wet. Like, he's pissed himself. Like, what's going on? We get into the car, and we leave. And that was my my day with my brother, trying to take my mother out for lunch. I had to take him home so he could have a shower. And then we went and watched uh, Liverpool play after. <laughs> Got there in half time. my mother out for lunch. It's a lovely story, Jimmy. A lovely family story. Yeah. You know, connecting all the generations and the love of football. It's a beautiful story. That's our first story time. I told him I was going to tell that story as well. Love it. Yeah, you better not. I was like, no, nah, <laughs> We were supposed to watch Champions League football. <laughs> now we're going to take you know, moment for, for lunch. Your mom and dad, uh, if I recall, when they got married, I don't think your dad's family even came because your dad was a Catholic and your mom was a Protestant. Isn't that right? That's right. Yeah, my dad's uh, Irish Catholic, my mom's Scots Protestant. Yeah. Different world, man. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? <laughs> if, there, if there was ever an argument in my household when I was younger, it was about religion. But it got to the point where I was sitting, me and my brothers would be sitting around the table and be like, guys, like enough's enough. Until the big man wants to come downstairs and say, hey, you know what? You're the winner. It's like, you guys are arguing over nothing. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like, Never a winner. Never a winner. There's no winner. And it was this, you orange this, you green that. Oh, what a night. Hey, Wongo, it's time now, I think, for, uh, you know what, eh? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, uh, Jimmy, you got this. I'm playing the last time, I'm playing the song, the last time Dickio was on. So uh, you're going to have to start singing this. That's what everyone's asking about. Alan Schools, Alan, thanks for reaching out to us. He said, Jimmy Brennan has to start singing footy picks. Where Are you it? ready? Yes, sir. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. It's 40 picks. On 40 prime. <laughs> Beautiful. Ah, uh, Danny Dicchio, may you rest in peace. And you guys, you guys are all giggling with that. What? So now, what now you, now you, now you can just practice it and next week. Yeah, you're on. You're you're on this and that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm usually yeah. backup singer, so I'll help you along a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's really it's gonna be guttural from the back of the throat. Yeah. Jimmy doesn't right. know what he's gotten himself yeah. into. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we've got a couple of games to to get to here. Um, Manchester United up against Southampton. The Saints with a big win today against Spurs. Brilliant performance. Um, Rouse, Aston Hoodle top half. United coming off a. The draw against Burnley. More drop points for Ralph's boys. Two Ralphs. Hey, look at that. Ralph against Ralph. Wish Ralph's going to win this one. Craig? Can you believe there's two Ralphs? I can't I believe there's one. There shouldn't be a bill rights. Shouldn't be any Ralphs. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you don't like that name, Ralph? No. I'd go with Raphael. <laughs> Ralph is like, I'm going to Ralph. Ah, right? That's, yeah. that's the most yeah. ideal name. But who you got then, Craig, in this one? Uh, one team's in form, one team's not so much in form, although they were entering the uh, the international break, three wins out of four for United. Um, yeah. Ronaldo, by the way, on his worst goal drought since 2010. Any ideas how many games it'll be? Five. 
five, five? games throughout. Yeah. Yeah. How many fives never go more than five games in his career? That's a geez, that's spectacular, no? It's pretty good. Unbelievable. They're they're just they're in disarray. Disarray. They got Okay, over under. The over under is two two point seven five two, Gregor. Yeah. Two point seven five for the over. No, it was at Spurs, wasn't it? Southampton? Sorry, I missed that. Who's at home? Oh well, United's at home. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. United win that. Got a score? Two to one. Oh. Take the over then. Look at that. And Ronaldo scores. Oh, nice. One about you, Jimmy? Bucks on the man you draw, by the way, this week. I'm Pretty gonna bet it. So. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Saints. To win? Yeah. Yeah? Why? Yeah. Why not? Well, no, that's a good away result. That's a good way to go. That's a good way to go. Why? Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are they going to win? Why not? Yeah. No, I fancy it. Uh, I fancy it to get right. something. A draw or a win. All right. Give, give me a score, Jimmy. Well, it'll be either 1 1 for the draw. Okay. Or it's going to be 2 1 Saints. All right. Mm-hmm. Charm's going to go on this one or what? Uh, yeah, why not? I'm on the storm right now. I got a soft spot for the Saints. Okay. Um, I'm going to go for a United win in this one, just simply because they were looking better. We thought their things were good. Then the FA Cup happened, and then Monday happened. All right. Usually it takes them three games to get a result, and then they'll have another couple of bad games. So I'll go for United win. Uh, 2-0. All right. All right. Next up, uh, we've got Leicester against West Ham. Ooh, Craig. Your boys. With or without Kurt Zuma. Whew. Yeah. I have a feeling he's going to sit that one out. Mm-hmm. Just a shot in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, West Ham, or they need a result uh, quickly. They're getting, you know, they're, they're still sitting in fourth, of course, but I'm going to go West Ham two to one. They got to keep it up. Leicester now, Jimmy, as well, having a tough time, awful injury situation all season long. And Brendan Rodgers called out his team this week, saying it's just not good enough. Maybe it's time some players left the club. That's unlike Rodgers, who doesn't generally say that. He's usually so positive, right, about his, his team. And normally, but, uh, absolutely. He seems to be losing patience. It's never good when a manager does that, does it? Is it? You know, you, mm-hmm. as a player, you, you hear that, and then you start having doubts about him. He doesn't have the confidence in the team. Um, and then that's when you start really getting a divide, don't you, in the dressing room? And everything starts going pear-shaped once a manager comes out and says that. But I think I think he'll get a rise out of them, and I think they'll win 1-0. And they'll beat West Ham. Never wow. good to lose to Nottingham Forest either. No. I don't like Leicester. No, it's a rival. So that was it's a big rival. result for Nottingham Forest. Yeah, how close are they? They're, they're very close, right? Well, they were pretty close, right? Yeah, yeah they're right in the hunt. They're right in the hunt for that's a big rivalry. Forest yeah. and Leicester is huge. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really big. Forest is traditionally the bigger club, though, right? I forget the last 10 years, but is yeah. Forest a bigger club, bigger fan base? Mm-hmm. Miles bigger. Mm-hmm. Miles bigger than Leicester and Derby. Miles. You don't agree there, Cree? I don't Miles. know about that. <laughs> Okay, what what is Leicester one? The Premier League. League. <laughs> <laughs> they're five thousand to one. You. <laughs> How about apart we stop that season? Apart from that season, nothing. Leicester's won nothing. They won the FA Cup. Oh, mm. what in seventy four? 
No. No, last year. <laughs> yeah, last year. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right <laughs> okay, apart from that. <laughs> but seriously, they, they don't have, Leicester's never had a massive history. No, it's not the same as Forest, who have European Cups and, and first yeah. division crowns. No, let's be honest yeah. here. You're right. Okay, have you made a pick? I'm still confused. Yeah, he had Leicester. He put Leicester. Did he give out a score? 1 0, wasn't it? 1 0. Okay, Sherms. Uh, I'll go for a draw on this one. Give me the points because it's two and a half or two one, seven one. five. No, two, two. Two, two. two. Yeah. Taking the over. Yeah. All right. Why not? Why right. not? Why not? All right. Um, Jimmy hey. says, why not? You can too. Yeah. Um, before we leave you today, uh, we've got a big announcement today, Wong. We have our first employee. We do. Who we're not paying. Who we're not paying. He's a uh, co-op student from the, uh, I think, the Junction slash Roncesvalles area. Hey, Paco, are you still on? I just put you on. Are you, are you talking to us? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. So this is Paco Heineck, everybody. He's uh, on Twitter. So if you want to follow him, there might be something about the intern for Footy Prime. That's what you're going to have to put now, Paco. To, yeah, in your bio. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome aboard, Paco. And um, I'm glad that you're making the same money as we are right now. <laughs> You'll be um, able to get but... a honey cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Free donuts. <laughs> Man, what could go wrong having our own intern, eh, fellas? I mean, what an example we can set. No <laughs> lesson for you, Paco, is don't get involved in this industry. It sucks. Or break your heart. Tear Paco's, Paco's playing in League One uh, for who, Paco? It's a uh, rep. What, what is it? I'm playing in uh, League One reserve for Toronto Skills. There you go. Nice. Awesome. He's a proper footballer. Love it. Well, welcome aboard. We're glad to have you. And uh, Paco's giving us some, some great storylines to talk about. And we probably skip through most of them because we go on these rogue roadways <laughs> through every podcast but uh we do appreciate the hard work um jimmy thank you once again for joining us i'm glad that you got the podcast thanks guys it was, it's we'll, we'll book you in next february hey we're paco is he still on yep yeah hey keep the enthusiasm kid <laughs> All right, Craig. He's trying, to, very he's much. trying to get in the first team, Jimmy. Give him a chance, for Christ's sake, man. We got him. We'll look after the boy. He can't be embroiled in any kind of scandal. He's just trying to break through in his footballing career right now, for God's sakes. Come on. Wonga, thank you very much. JC, thank you. Uh, I haven't seen one of Dunlop's shows yet on CBC. I'm sure they're really good, though. But I haven't had a chance to see one yet. Have you? <laughs> no, haven't seen yeah. him at all. I see all those pictures, though. He sends us pictures of himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To prove that he's doing his hair is looking good, as usual. His hair looks great. He looks he's fantastic. Beautiful hair. Yeah. Beautiful hair. Uh, he's a very handsome man. Promo again, if you haven't listened to the Bev Priestman interview. FP interview is uh, each week a 20 to 40-minute interview with someone special. And this week it was Bev Priestman. So make sure to listen to that. Yeah, fascinating chat with, with Bev. Um, back on Friday for News Bev and Such. We're back on Friday with News and Such. <laughs> like and subscribe and follow. And yeah, we'll chat to you then. Cheers for listening.
Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.